I don't take a lot of pictures when I'm high. There's not a lot of people that I like. They only celebrate a nigga when he die. They putting lighters in the sky for your life. Zion, 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 You a shooting guard, nigga. You a prospect. You a Nike check coming at the project. Yo, what's smacking NBA hoop fans, basketball fans? Look, man, I'm going to tell y'all the truth. Hall of Fame alumni, Hall of Fame fans, I was tired of talking about NBA basketball for a little bit, so I did stop. But look, episode 19 is here. Hall of Fame alumni, Hall of Fame fam, keep it rocking with your boy. It's L. Scott Fitzgerald. The young Demi got his back. Let's get it, nigga. We back. Welcome to the vibe. If it's your first time, second time, third time listening, make sure that you smack yourself if you haven't. Smash that like button. Favorite us on Anchor. Hey, look, I was so tired of talking about NBA basketball. I am excited to talk about something other than the rat race at this point. I, it always comes down to this at the end of the season where just those last three spots on both sides are kind of, you know, crazy, you know what I'm saying? So, a lot of shifting and stuff like that. So I'm tired of talking about NBA basketball. It's all over the place. So we're I have a lot to talk about. So come on in. Close the door. Pull up a seat. Uh, favorite us on Anchor, as I said. Follow us, the official HOF Press Badge handle. Um, on Twitter, at Hardwood Amino, man. HOF Press Badge. Make sure that you guys are rocking with me on there. I do have a couple of episodes and different content. The polls are always on there. I will be talking about that in the second half of this episode. This is episode 19. As I said, let's talk. Welcome to the barbershop. Come on in. Close the door. Pull up a seat. The Twitter is at Just L. Scott to join the conversation. How are you doing today, loved ones? Hall of Fame alumni, Hall of Fame fam. Look, I, I mean, I've been so ready to talk about something other than NBA basketball. I'm getting hyped for uh, Dykeman games. Like, I want to see uh, Jalen Green. I want to see him play uh, again this summer, man. It's getting, you know, the weather change and everything. It's... uh. It's going down out here. Uh, I was able to walk outside today without a coat, so feeling a little bit different today. I am happier than I was yesterday. So let's just continue that trend, a positive trend, you dig? Um, And I've been hearing a little bit of something that positivity isn't as popular as negativity uh, I still think it's cool to be positive, so I'm going to continue to be positive right here on Hall of Fame Press Badge. Um, continue to inspire me, to inspire you. I'll be right back, you guys. Stay tuned. Don't go nowhere. All right, y'all. We back lit. Another day in the life of a podcaster, though. I'll tell you this much. Uh, yesterday I tried to put out my episode 19, so I am going to do this repeat right here that I'm putting out now, whatever. Um, I apologize for me calling Brandon. DeAndre Hunter is the name that I meant to say. I meant to say Mr. DeAndre Hunter. He's a great basketball player. I called him Brandon. 
I apologize for that. So that is a um, misquote that is in the beginning of the um, segment, episode 19. But I appreciate you guys for the vibe you guys give that you guys are not fucking leaving me. I appreciate that, man. Um, uh, hopefully you guys ain't taking your petty pills to see that I have effed up that whole segment right there. But, um, we gonna keep it popping, man. I was gonna stop real quick and cut this into another segment, but we're just gonna keep it raw all the way real. Get the badge dirty. Let's stop being dirty. We backlit. Check me out, man. I appreciate your loved ones for sticking with me. As I said, um, I was going to do the D-Wade speech reaction and the game reaction. I was going to do it live and have the um, sounds and everything. But I said, no, I'm just going to go ahead and talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Because it was a touching moment. He said that he was not going to cry before the game, and he did not do so. His speech was nice and short. You know what I'm saying? He got the W. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the most important thing that uh, he gets W's. That's what he plays the game for is to get W's to, you know, he said, excuse me. He talked uh, in that Paul George interview that he had uh, for Paul George's journey at the beginning of the season for ESPN. He told Paul George in that meeting, he said, hey, nothing fulfills you like holding up that gold trophy at the end. You know what I'm saying? He told LeBron, you know, I'm tired of losing. So nothing fulfills you like at the end of the season, like I did it for this. You know what I'm saying? We played all the way through and we actually won something. You know what I'm saying? We had a purpose for it. You know, and you're saying ain't nobody give me no car. Ain't nobody give me this. Ain't nobody give me that. And you say you want a scoring title and nobody give them stuff. But if you win a championship, you know, you get cars, you get more checks because you play more games. You get trips to Disney where you get all kinds of stuff for winning. But it is what it is. But look, D-Way got that W. He got 30 points he put up. In the game, he put up, he put on a crazy show, you know. The the I didn't see President Obama's speech, but I did see Zaire's um, video. That was very nice. That was very nice. That shows you it meant something for him to do that, for Zaire to do that. It meant something for the Heat organization to put that together for Zaire for the Heat. For Zaire to want to do that for the Heat, for them to want to connect together, you know what I'm saying, and collaborate on something. That was very nice. He looks just like that man. It is this spitting image that is his twin. He spit him out himself. Um, you know what I'm saying. Shout outs to the guy. Shout out to the boy. Um, you understand what I'm sizzling? And um, yeah, man, he played at a high level in front of his wife, his teammates his son, his friends, his uh, family, um, his basketball family. Chris Bosh was out there, you know what I'm saying, putting on a show. And, of course, in front of his fans, in front of Wade County, um, the end of the game, I'll tell you, that was kind of funny. Uh, he slipped. You know what I'm saying? He got up there the first time. And what happened is, basically, he was up there, but his feet probably, like, his heels leaned back a little bit further than what he thought they were going to do. So he came back down. Then he went back up. And that jump wasn't high enough is what happened. That foot got caught up underneath, <laughs> got caught up on that uh, statue or whatever that is right there that he stood up on. It got caught before it could go up, you know what I'm saying? It got pushed back down, but he fell down. He said, hey, that, that was tragic. We're going to try it again. What up there did it again. Wade 
county showed him love for the fall they showed him love for the first stand-up second stand-up and he told him that he loved them and they uh they definitely reciprocated that love right back you know what i'm saying but the moment was a vibe long went it wasn't a long-winded speech that he did at the beginning as i said he said he wasn't gonna cry before and he did not but at the end of the game with one minute left he committed his last foul that was his fifth foul i believe and he walked off of the court um he took his jersey off and wiped his face i'm pretty sure that there were a couple of tears there but he just wiped the tears real quick he had a minute to sit down and wait and soak it up that his team got a w you know what i'm saying he getting all the handshakes of love and stuff he's dapping up all of the coaches they're exposed to all of the uh assistant coaches and uh trainers and etc cetera, etc cetera, that he was hugging on and stuff like that uh, and then Jimmy Butler does the exchange with the jerseys. He got that crispy white jersey, man, and last home jersey. I didn't think that he would give that jersey up, but he gave it to uh, to Jimmy. So that's pretty cool. You know what I'm saying? I, I did not think that that was what was going to happen. I thought he was going to keep that crispy jersey, that crispy all white. But it's it's all good, though. Whatever. Um, <clears throat> he did it for the culture. Um, but... I apologize. Uh, episode 19, you know what I'm saying? L. Scott Fitzgerald, man. Um, the Heat making the playoffs. I've been praising D-Wade all season, man. I really have. And, um, you know what I'm saying? It's worth it. He's definitely deserving. He's uh, It's not mediocre. It's not unacceptable. It's uh, not reaching. You know what I'm saying? He had a good, above average, solid, very solid career. And what I'll tell you is in that conversation of best shooting guards and stuff like that, people like T-Mac and people like Andrew Wiggins and people like Jimmy Butler, they start off at a certain position and then they end up going to small forward and going to power forward and things like that. So, you know, it's kind of funny that, you know, when you think about who's the best, who's the best, well, if they didn't stay in one position the whole time or whatever it is, but then you even go into that with Kobe's last season, he played small forward every single game. Um, and then that's another thought in my head for the usual suspects, man. Why not get fucking Brian Shaw? I mean, not Brian Shaw, but go and get Byron Scott again. Now he did the last season for Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Why not have him go do it for LeBron? I, I don't think he wants that job though. I really don't. But all in all, I think he, you know what I'm saying? That check comes and it's, and it's, you know what I'm saying? That'll be begging for him. You know what I'm saying? That'll be calling his name. You know what I'm saying? It's sleepy. Like, damn, I didn't <laughs> turn down a check, but is what it is man it's hard working with them goddamn um it's hard working with the usual suspects paul pierce's conversation versus d wade i think it's funny i think it's very valid i think it just shows that paul pierce had heart he won championships he was there in boston his whole time and um just uh, i think the conversation was it was very important to have and then it's just that you know it's time for retirement it's time for um the fanfare it's time for all of that type of stuff and um yeah it was time to talk like that you know it was time to put yourself in categories put yourself in conversations it's time for d-way to get himself into that seat the next time that he'll go to um two-way county do that what did he call it uh it's 601 Biscayne. And next time he goes into that arena, um, American Airlines Arena, he will definitely um, 
be getting his jersey retired and he'll be on tv and having those conversations that paul pierce is having where he's like i'm better than this person i i invented this i invented that he'll have those conversations so it's good for him to jump on into that conversation before he even jumps up out of there man but it's man i'm telling you that game he came to play 30 points he had it stuck on automatic for a minute i'm like fuck is you on roids like <laughs> he was killing it bro but shout outs to him man shout outs to Durky too man i'm gonna talk about him a little bit later man um dirk did his damn thing in the last game he was he was shooting up a lot of shots they gave it to him though you know what i'm saying but is what it is man he put on a very very good show uh out there uh for those guys um i did just fuck up and say american uh airlines or whatever because that is where uh mavericks play but you know that's yeah, here nor there. You know what I'm saying? Somebody gonna fact check me real quick. They gonna let me know that I'm fucking up. But let me tell you about fucking up. Let me tell you about it. Kevin Durant and his free agency versus LeBron and his free agency. I have a little bit of um griping, whatever. Just to let you know what grinds my gears about this situation. Or, I'll say it like this. I have a platform here that I can speak on and say what I want to say. And Kevin Durant is a person that likes to say whatever he wants to say. But I'll tell you, this is the comparison of what the NBA does, what they have done, and what Kevin Durant is not going to allow himself to become a part of that alphabet soup. Kevin Durant... It's his own person. But let's talk about it. LeBron and free agency and how he does things. Let me give you a comparison. LeBron, in 2003, there was a boy, a young man, very tall young man who jumped into the league. He had been on Sports Illustrated. He had been on magazines. He had been crowned as this next superstar and he was going to go to the NBA and make a direct impact he's going to be the king he's going to be the chosen one he's going to do all of this stuff and in that he goes and says well everything that I do I have to do it big and in that he makes a bad decision to do the decision but he made a great decision because Boys and Girls Club were giving all of that money for people that donated and stuff like that he helped his hometown in that we have scrutinized we have chastised we have analyzed we have over exaggerated we have been along for the ride of the circus the zoo the toxicity the toxic environment the fanboys the bad environment just look at the usual suspects this year but just seriously this guy does things and he's the drama queen he's given these names where he's not the king and he's given all of these different nicknames and people are blind witnesses and things lebron enjoys some of these conversations and some of this stuff where he plays with the media and soft cast and you know i'm hurt too hurt and then other people come out with non-disclosure uh agreement information saying that he should have been out for six months and stuff like that there's different things that go on in lebron's life where people can criticize and overanalyze and go in 
and you've all been sucked into that circus. Kevin Durant is something totally different. Kevin Durant, 2007. There was a guy, a young man, who was doing amazing things in college, who was coming to the NBA, who was known as number two. Then he gets into the league, starts doing the scoring over and over and over. And he's humbly not saying anything. He's just scoring. He's just scoring. He's just scoring. Then he starts getting some wins. He's quietly getting W's to the point where he's now MVP conversation. He's now up high. He's trying to get over the hump of the Miami Heat. And he loses because he's number two to LeBron. All of his life he's been number two. High school is number two. College is number two. NBA is number two. He then takes that, takes that into anger and then says, I'm Mr. Mean Guy. I'm Mr. Not So Nice. I'm not the nice guy. I'm the bad guy. Hello to the bad guy. And then he becomes the snake and he becomes cupcake and all of this different stuff where he says, you know what, I'm a bit of a loner. I don't like to deal with too much of this media nonsense. Well, I'm just going to keep you all waiting. You see what happened with LeBron and his thinking of, I run the NBA. I'm going to be like Magic Johnson in the sense of, I'm going to smile, have a job, and fuck it up. And then jump out of there before it's way too fucked up and I have to do some really mean stuff. I'm going to go back to being nice. I'm going to be back to happy. You know, that's the American dream. He's done something. I saw the... Some comments and stuff like that. And I wanted to jump in right there. But I stopped myself. I said, hey, that is a very good comment, though. It said, Magic Johnson does what everybody in the world wants to do. Go to a job. Start to not like it. Fuck up a whole lot. And then just walk out and say, I'm, I'm ready to be me. I'm, I'm tired of this place. I'm, I'm just not happy. And I've messed up. I'm owning up to my mess ups, but I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm going back to be happy. Now, in that hit, no conversation with Jeannie Buss, no conversation with Luke and all that. Uh, I don't know, man. But look, back to Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's situation is just like this. I, I, and it's not the same exact situation, but it's it's kind of like this. With Joe Lacob saying what he said, you know, I don't think about Kevin Durant's free agency. Kevin Durant's probably not thinking about it either because there's nothing he can do. There's nothing you can do until July 3rd, making a decision with his people, and then July 4th, pulling off something. You know what I'm saying? It, it just, that's just how free agency works. And he understands that. And he wants everybody else to understand that, hey, I don't have anything else to say. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. But I tell you, Blake's situation, Blake Griffin's situation, you're drafted by this team. This team goes and extends you after your rookie contract. Then they go and overextend you again and say, yeah, we want you. We want to keep you. And what happens? They let you go. Joe Lacob saying that he doesn't think about it is because Kevin Durant is not thinking about it. Kevin Durant doesn't owe anybody anything. When when I said LeBron, you know, it's two minutes, uh, uh, 10 minutes a game. You know what I'm saying? That's all you owe because there's no more. These games are meaningless now. You're out there to get paid 10 minutes. 10 minutes, man. 12 minutes, man. Three minutes every quarter. Three minutes at the 
start of the fourth quarter, three minutes at the start of the first quarter, and then just put him in somewhere in the second. I mean, in the start, we'll probably start him at the beginning of the third, start him at the beginning of the fourth, start him at the beginning of the first, of course, and then somewhere in the middle of the second quarter, just put him in for three minutes. Like, he doesn't owe anybody anything. He owes the fans to come out there. He owes it to himself to go out there, go get those checks. But it just is what it is. But I say, um, like, Blake's situation, they did him the way that they did him. Kevin Durant doesn't owe anybody anything. And I think that I can be the one to say something for Kevin Durant in this. Free agency starts then things have happened this season that are just like every other season. I don't need you all to take it into account that, oh, everything ties into a free agency pool or how things go with how LeBron does things, with how there's a fanfare and fanboys and different trying to manipulate the media and stuff. No, I don't want to manipulate you all, even though I've done burner accounts and stuff like that, but I'm not trying to manipulate you all. I want to just play basketball, finish out the season. Now, I think that he doesn't want to say things like where I'm going next year because of the Knicks conversation and stuff like that. But then when he when he does make that decision, he'll go there and have those conversations. I don't think that he doesn't want to say, I don't want to deal with the media. I don't want to deal with the media. I'll be happy when this stuff is over. I think what he and Kyrie are saying in that sentence is, I won't miss this when this is over. He won't miss the media and stuff like that, which is, you know, uh, retirement and stuff like that. But he's talking about free agency. Once this is over, I'll be done with dealing with that. Then that's the part that I won't have to deal with anymore because winning cures a lot. And I tell you, Kevin Durant winning a lot of games and stuff and not speaking since Porzingis left. And, you know, he took his time and stuff. He can take his time because he's doing a lot of W's. He's a returning champion. He's trying to do this three times in a row. It's not as heavy on his shoulders as it would be for somebody like Kyrie, for Kyrie to make those comments and stuff. And they're scrutinizing the hell out of him because they thinking, oh, well, they're going to have 60 wins. They're going to have 60 wins. But the Bucks did that. So Kevin Durant has nothing. He owes nobody anything. And with that, I go into the Bucks getting 60 games. You know what I'm saying? They got 60 games, but they're missing so many key pieces. And then with that, Steph Curry is now, he's got an ankle problem. He gets this every playoff somehow, an ankle somehow, some way slows him down. But, that, you know, that could be marketing. It could be whatever. I, I have no idea. But he's supposed to be ready for the first game. But he may not play the first game. He may and may not. Um, Andre Robeson, where the hell are you? Where the hell is this dude? When is he going to start? Is he going to be in the playoffs? I keep on seeing him in his jacket. I have not seen him in one game. What happened? Did he aggravate something? God bless. Respect. Nothing crazy. But... Let's be 100. What happened to this guy? Where is he? Whatever. Um, I guess the Kevin Durant situation with Joe Lacob. Joe Lacob shouldn't be thinking about it. Kevin Durant shouldn't be thinking about it. They should really now. Kevin Durant should be focused on game one. We're not going to have Steph. I'm going to have to put in some work. 
that's all he should be thinking about. He shouldn't be worried about no damn free agency at this point. Like I said, he's a loner like myself somewhat. It's where, you know, stuff is going on, stuff around you and stuff. It's like, well, all right, whatever. And then a couple of hours go by and you're like, well, that's the past now. It's nothing I can really do to change it. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is now. That's the type of person that Kevin Durant is. And he's not a person that wants the circus to continue to circle around him. He's not one of those. That's just my comparison to looking at it. I think that Kevin Durant enjoys being the bad guy. I think that he's done being the bad guy on this team because he's like, yeah, I'm going to have to be the bad guy. Now you got DeMarcus Cousins, you got Draymond and all that stuff. And yeah, I don't want to be the bad guy. Nah, you don't have to be the bad guy anymore. So now he's going to make a decision and do whatever. I still think OKC is an, uh, a decision. It's still an option. It's just my opinion god bless guaranteed that he won't he may may not may may not but if he stays and go to state hey like i said it's, it's still that stuff comes on all of those words and stuff are said but those w's make you feel good man that championship again and again and again makes you feel good man that parade afterwards makes you feel good, man. It's what it is, man. Continue to inspire me to inspire you, Kevin Durant. Stay who you are, man. Um, and you guys stick around. Don't go nowhere. This is episode 19 on my road to 99, man. L. Scott Fitzgerald is the name. Basketball is the game. Stay right there. Stay tuned. Don't go nowhere. Zion, 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 Zion. You a shooting guard, nigga, you a prospect. You a Nike check coming at the project.